Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 35 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Look who's back from the Tampa Bay Rays. It is Tyler Glass now. Anything new with you? Other than the all the other, I don't know, all the, the injury and the sticky oh. stuff. stuff. Yeah. Nothing really, just normal baseball stuff. Okay, first of all, show off. What do you have going on with your elbow? Let's see this thing. Well, I actually have a bone stimulator on it right now. Apparently, they say it does something. I Wait, don't think Hold on. You did say bone stimulator, right? I just want bone to clear that up. Bone stimulator. Yeah. Bone stimulator. Apparently. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It's the update. They looked and it was like tendon related, obviously, but he said it also could have been related to like signal in my bone, apparently, like a tugging on the bone or something. So he's like, I saw something in your bone and we should give you a bone stimulator while you rehab. And I said, sure thing, doc. I'll throw it on. So I have to put it on for like six hours a day. Again, I don't know if it's actually doing anything, but I, I'm just going to do it for six hours a day, and we'll see if I get magically better. All right. Are you sure that you're not one of those convicts that's wearing like an ankle bracelet around his elbow instead? Is, that, was, is somebody tracking you right now? <laughs> Mate, probably. That's what they have it. They want to see I don't get in too much trouble while I have all this free time. They probably just, it's like an ankle monitor put on my elbow. Okay. This is the first time that you have actually, I think, spoken to anybody since the day after the injury. Mm -hmm. um how are you let's start with physically how are you really good actually so i did something similar to this not the not the same thing in 19 uh and that hurt a lot more like more consistently but it's been what like eight days since the injury and i don't it feels really good it doesn't like hurt terribly like i haven't i'm sure if i went and tried to throw it would not feel great but like all the other when i got hurt before like anything i would do like you just it'd be that nagging pain it was like a sore in your mouth and you always like pick at it I don't really feel this at all. Like, so that's really encouraging. Like it's, it's been healing pretty fast. I've like laid off of it. I'm just starting to do rehab stuff now. So I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about like being able to come back sooner than later. So I'm on the 60 day. So no earlier than that, but I'm very optimistic about it. So you think you can pitch for a playoff spot? I think I'll be back before that. I mean, I hope, I don't know. I, the way I'm thinking of it right now, like how my arm feels in the 60 day, like I'll probably be back before the playoffs and then be able to play into the playoffs. That's a relief. Yeah, definitely. I had a feel, I mean, the day it happened, I was like, Ooh, this might not be good. Like this might be a long-term thing. And like the next day it was really sore. The next day it was really sore. And then like, it just slowly got better and better and better. Um, and then I got like the MRI results and everyone was like, no surgery. It's nothing crazy. So uh yeah and then i went and got a second opinion or like a third opinion and then they they told me about the bone thing so i'm out here stimulating my bones and just letting it heal okay good <laughs> let's deal with the emotional side of the entire process mm -hmm. when you first felt something what went what went through your mind uh i was just like the non-p i just was it was just a big fuck it was just a big like are you kidding me like right now like i've been feeling i've been feeling good obviously throwing baseballs like you have your your normal like week to week soreness and stuff like that but like i've been feeling good nothing crazy and then um that game especially like i felt really timed up and i felt really good so that was annoying but i, I yeah I'd, I'd felt it on one of them and i was like all right i don't know if that's just like a fluke thing or if i'm actually like feeling something and i threw it again and it didn't hurt as bad and i threw it the third time and it was like ooh, that one was it was like not pain but it was like something is like off in my elbow and then I ended the inning on the fourth pitch that one I, I felt like a little weird and I just thought it'd be better to be kind of cautious and I was like hey I don't know if I should go out and throw again like I felt something in my elbow and then their doctor 
took me into their room and did all the tests on me and put me into what flexion or what shit that's called that way. Mm-hmm. Tugged on it. I was like, nah, that didn't, that doesn't feel good. They were like, oh, okay, that's like UCL type stuff. And so they did all the tests. Most of them I passed, but some of them were like not very good. And they're like, all right, we got to get like an x-ray and an MRI. X-ray was fine. MRI the next day, got the results the next day. And then they just told me what I know now. So when you first got the results, is it like, does all the blood rush out of your head? Like, do you get numb? How do you feel when you're having as great a season as you're having? And then all of a sudden there's full stop. It was, it was relatively optimistic just because like a part of me thought I tore it. Um, so I was like, all right, well, this is better than like, they're like, all right, let's take it. Like, whatever. We'll probably not have you throw it for like a month. And I was like, all right, it's better than like tearing my UCL. So they were like all optimistic. So it was a little bit of like, I don't know, annoying, I guess, finally getting the verdict of what it was. Like I knew they weren't going to call and be like, everything's great. Cause it felt terrible that day. So I was like, all right. I mean, even if nothing's wrong, like I'd probably be more concerning if they told me nothing was wrong with it. Cause then I'd be like, well, then why is my arm hurt so bad? So it was probably the best news I could have gotten. It was like very minimal. And I was like, all right, I was a little frustrated on the phone talking to Joe, our trainer, and then called my parents and told them and was still a little like being a little mopey about it. And then like, I don't know, like probably said like an hour with 30 minutes. I was just like, all right, whatever it is, what it is. Like it could be so much worse. And I know I just go back and rehab and like, you can use the injury time to get into like really, really good shape and make sure you're in like a really good spot for playoffs. So like that's, there's some positives there. There's some silver linings for sure. So it wasn't as like terrible as I think some people would think. Yeah, because if there's one thing I was thinking about Tyler Glass now, it's that you're not in uh, peak shape. So <laughs> I'm, just I'm really happy that you can utilize yeah, this go. time to get rid of the freshman 15 and really yeah. clean things up. Okay, yep, good. Yep, yep. Thank yeah. God we got to that point. <laughs> um, how, how were your parents? How did they take it? They're, I mean, they're, I don't even know. I don't know if it's like they just don't show me when they're bothered or they're just like really, because my mom was an athlete. She dealt with all this stuff. Like, and my mm-hmm. dad's a pretty resilient dude. They were just like, whatever. I'm sure my dad was like, well, damn, it sucks. But like, they're not like, my mom is like the most unemotional human I've ever met. She's like, maybe it's just because she's had like boys and like her whole life didn't have any, but she's very much like, and being an athlete, she's just like, oh, well, what can you do? Like go rehab and, and get it done. Like, she's not a, she's not a big, like, oh, poor you. Like whenever I wanted her to be poor you, she's always like, stop being a put just you're being soft so she's very much just like whatever get over like you're hurt it's fine don't worry about it like yeah that was not me i was watching the game when it happened really do you want to hear what i did yeah what the fuck yeah me too man (laughs) definitely me too that's what i did i was watching with my family and they were like yeah is there something wrong i was like yes there he's shaking his arm Oh, you saw the earlier because I think even our broadcast didn't like pick that up. I think a couple people did, but I remember being like, "This is not right." And I threw another pitch, and yeah, I think in the moment my parents were obviously like, "I know," like when it happened, my mom was like obviously concerned and like called me, like, "What's what's going on?" Like, I want an update on your arm and everything like that. But like, I think once I got the actual doctor's like words and told them, they're like, "Oh, okay, what can you do? You got to move on." But like before, they were definitely concerned. Like my mom was definitely like, "Oh, like shitty timing and everything like that." But I don't know. What can you do? Okay, so what you decided to do was hop in front of the Zoom the next day. Why did why did you feel it was important to get out there then? Because people would have been just fine with you disappearing for a while until you got a full diagnosis and had some time to compute what what had happened. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to say something that night, and I remember talking to like 
people internally. And, and I was like, I want to say something. And then I'm even like talking to like some people I really trust. And they're like, maybe just give it a day. Like you're kind of, because when you're pitching and like, you're obviously like stimulated and like emotional and like, not like you're not thinking straight, but like you just give it some time. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll wait till the next day. Um, and then got the news the next day. And which is like, that like fueled more of not like my bad mood, but I was like, all right, I think this is like a good time to say something. But I'd said it on the zoom call too. Like I talked to doctors prior to this, just like small talk about like whatever. And they were like, yeah, people don't realize like the implications of like injury. They don't understand like what this could do to someone's arm. And I, I was just like, that's dumb. That's so that's not real. That sounds like an excuse. And then like feeling what I felt after the national start and then going into this next one and like finally like feeling that type of thing, like very mildly, like the start before and then like kind of the whole week. And then finally it like gave, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. So I think like right after all I could think about was just how mad I was that I like, I had to change up what I was doing. Like, I understand, like I see both sides of the situation, like people who agree with what I said and people who don't, but like, I think my most initial thought was just like frustration and anger of just like, why am I having to deal with this right now? And I think I said it too, like I got hurt cause I'm six, eight and throw a hundred. Like that's clearly the reason I got hurt. But I just think it like having them do it in the middle of the season is just something like it, it like, I think added to it to where it was just like, I don't know. It was just that like revolution thought of just like, why, why, like why in the world that I just like, part of me wishes I just would, kept on track with what I was doing, but I don't know, just frustration. <laughs> well, and I think we get that. And I think a lot of people, I know that when Ploof and I have our daily Instagram show, we talked about this, that it was unfair for them because they told you essentially at the beginning of the season that there, were, there wasn't going to be punishment. They said, listen, mm -hmm. if things are totally out of control, there's a possibility. You are, you're the player rep, correct? Yeah. Isn't that what they told you? Didn't they tell you that this was going to be a penalty-free year? What do you mean? Told us at the beginning of the season, we're going to collect baseballs for data. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They I think like, they sent out a memo in the beginning. Of, I think they had sent one out prior too, but like they gave one to the organizations. And I know the memo was in regards to like organizations need, like can't give out sticky stuff to people, which is another weird thing because a lot of organizations do like because this was so normal. It's been around forever. Like it's no one ever assumed this was cheating. And I, like organizations were out like giving people sticky stuff to like enhance their pitches. So like I think the memo is in regards to like cut that out, stop supplying people with stuff. So that was like taken seriously. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as like the... And yeah, they oh. said they were going to collect data and then, but they, I, they didn't say there was going to be punished. They said they tried to do it like in, in the internal, like in the front office or, or like the MLBs, they wanted to put punishment out like that. And that like went against some sort of like CBA or something like the players union wouldn't allow it. Um, but yeah, they never, there was never any implications of like some doing something this like drastic or the umpires being the ones to enforce the rule. Okay. So you found out what at the beginning of June that you were not going to be able to, because you told us in that zoom, you use a combination of sunscreen and rosin in order to get a grip. Mm -hmm. Okay. You like at the beginning of June, were you like, I got to figure out a different way to do this now? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, they came out with it and they said, they're going to start enforcing it like the 20, whatever. So I was like, oh, whatever. I might as well stop using it now. I got to figure it out somehow. And like, it really wasn't, I think I, I wasn't like concerned with what my stuff was going to do. Cause like I, even with Kyle, like they're so good with the data in Tampa, like I done bullpens and stuff with like, they were like, it's not, they've been able to measure my stuff and they're like, your movement doesn't matter. Like your spin, I don't really get behind the ball directly. So like my, the amount I spin it doesn't 
necessarily matter. And like, we'd measured it. And like, when my spin was down, my movement's the exact same, my carry, everything's the same. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to like have a, it wasn't going to like mess with my pitches. I wasn't going to be like a worse pitcher. I was just more concerned with like how I had to like manipulate it and grip it and everything like that. So I just like, I think maybe could have been partly my fault. Maybe I should have transitioned a little slower, but I was like, they kept talking about like random checks and, and doing stuff. So I think a lot of people in the league were just like, all right, we got to stop doing it now. Like you got to get used to it. And then I just went nothing against the nationals. And I, it just, I think there could be some overcompensation that goes on to knowing that you don't have it, like whether it helps your pitches or not. I think like you realize something's different. So you try to do a lot more. I think that could have added to it as well. So could you, if they had said after this season, just let you do whatever you wanted to this year mm-hmm. and not stopped anything, but they said in the off season, no more. Could you come back in 2022, learn different grips and been the same pitcher without having anything on the baseball? Yeah. I mean, like I, like as far as I already was the same pitcher, not using it after that. So like a national start was probably the best I felt all year. And like my actual, so my, I don't know if my spin was down, maybe like a tiny bit, but like my carry and my movement went up. Cause I think I was like over, I don't know. I had nothing on it, but like I struck out 11. I felt great. My timing was great. I felt really good against the, the white Sox too. I just think the, the biggest concern is like, like soft tissue. And I remember talking to like a, a couple of people about it before it was in 19. I think when I got hurt, I talked to Kyle, our pitching coach about shortening my arm path up because it was just like long limbed and I'm trying to like prevent myself getting injured. And he goes, no, we, you need at least four to five weeks to let your soft tissue, like in your arm adjust to a new pattern. So he was like, his example was like guys who don't throw weighted balls at all. And then pick up weighted balls in the middle of the season and just start going ham, like have a higher risk of getting hurt because they they're taking mm-hmm. something they've done repetitively and then changing it. Like your soft tissue doesn't know how to like do that. So he's like, no, we're not going to change the way you throw right now. It's, it's not a good idea. You need at least four to five weeks. And so that's what, like, when this all happened, it was like, well, shit, like doctors have, it's like, this has been common knowledge. Like, I don't know if MLB knows this, but like doctors have commented on, like, it takes, this is proven like four to five weeks to get your whatever soft tissue to adjust to like a new pattern. And especially in that, like goes for having sticky to, to not having sticky stuff. So like, that was something we'd known. And so I think that's why it was so much like, why, what are they doing? Like, how are they going to do this in the middle of a season? And then I, and I was like, whatever, that's dumb. And then I went out and got hurt and I was like, you idiot, like it's real, it's true. So like, and that's not to say that's the only reason. I think that's like where the biggest, like people misinterpreted it more of like, like I said, I'm six, eight and I throw hard, but I just think like to make a, a change that big in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know, not. But what you said is you believe the decision is partially to blame. Partially does not mean Part, entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you said. You said partially to blame, but some people took it as, Hey, he's looking for an excuse yeah, as to why. Yeah. He, what hurt you most? First of all, did you even follow the stuff on social media, what they were saying about you? Because you blew up. I don't really have a Twitter or anything. I have like an Instagram, but like I don't go on it a ton. Like right? I go on it when I'm like just bored. I don't know. I go on it and like scroll. I'm like, what am I doing? Get off of this. Like just like addicted to it for no reason. So you really don't, I don't know what people were saying or are do kind of know? like in the beginning, like the following day, like I'd looked on and like seen some stuff and like, I knew going into it though. I was like, I'm going to go and be like brutally honest. And I, I was assuming like 70% of people were going to disagree. 30% were going to agree like in the, the family or like the fraternity of baseball, if you will, I knew those people would agree. Cause what I said is what everyone else was thinking. Like, this is like people who play baseball at the pro level, like what I said was just like, of course, like everyone's been using it. Like, but I think the casual fan I knew going in was not going to understand. I'm basically sitting there being like, let me cheat. Like I knew nobody was going to agree with me, like the casual fan anyway. So I knew I was going to get backlash, but 
I don't I really care about that. I think a lo- as long as like my peers and like my friends and family know like where I'm coming from and like ag- agree, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. Like I, I did know going in though that I was going to catch a lot of shit for it. Like no doubt. Does it bother you that some people will label you a cheater? No, because like, it, like it was like 85% of people were using it. And the only people that weren't using it were sinker ballers to where like, it's better to have less spin because you get more movement. So like, no, I, I think like I'm a human. So I have like, uh, of course, when I see people like write mean things, like my initial instinct is just like, huh, to be a bit like defensive, but I, I, I wasn't like really bothered by it. And I think like before this would have happened, I think part of me was like, oh, I wonder how I'm going to take this. I was like curious to see like, how if I would be really stressed out about everyone like hating me or whatnot, but like it happened and then I'd look at it and I had like a little bit of like, oh, this is kind of, but it didn't really mess with me as much as I thought it would. I think just because like internally, like it was like agreed upon in a sense. And like some people agreed, some people disagreed. I was like, oh, that's just, some people agree, some people don't. And I kind of just left it at that. And then I stopped checking on it and I didn't really care. I just, I, I wanted to bring it up because it was like, I just wish more guys were honest about it. Cause it just came out like everyone was just so, it just sucks to see like Trevor and Garrett and all these guys catching so much flack for it. But I'm like, every single pitcher has used something. And like, it's just, a, it's a big clickbait story to like, like get on Cole or get on Bauer or get on these guys. But like, so I was like, I'm just going to admit it. Cause and like, maybe this will start the trend of other people admitting it. Or like maybe people can actually start speaking it because everyone was so afraid of like being labeled a cheater. But like, I don't know. I was just like, I know I'm going to be good regardless. Like you can think I'm a cheater, but like that doesn't change anything for me. All that changes is your perceptive, like, you think I'm a cheater, but like, I still get to go pitch and do things. So it doesn't like change my life. It maybe changes yours a little. I don't know. So I want to tell you this, you know, me, I'm a diehard baseball fan and I am pro player. Mm -hmm. I I love players. I come to watch games. I don't go to watch owners own. I don't go watch GM's GM. I come to watch players play. I want to see the best players on the planet compete. And so when people have asked me about this, they say, well, what do you make of it? Everybody's cheating. And I said, hold on here. I said, from what I understand, even though I've never thrown a major league pitch, the application of rosin and sunscreen is the equivalent of going 40 in a 35 when you're driving. When you're using spider tack, it is the equivalent of going 100 in a school zone. Yeah. Both are technically breaking the law. One, we're going to roll our eyes at, like, everybody does that. And the other is, that can be dangerous. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Am I off base? No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. That's a really good analogy. Um, my brother's wife actually sent me that like the snippet of you saying that she's like, this is really cool. And, like, awesome. And I was like, Oh, that's a really good analogy. Like, it was cool. Because I never like go on and look at all the stuff anyway. So but she Thanks. sent it to me. And I was like, wow, that's a really good. Yeah, sorry. That's a really good analogy. I do think what people don't understand sometimes is that you can depending on like what sunscreen or whatever you use, like, you can doctor it well enough to be like extremely sticky, but it's like, that's the thing. Like if they were doing these checks and just said like, you're allowed to do sunscreen and rosin and like, but if you can pile it on to make it like crazy sticky, but it looks like a black gross God, like it's clearly like ridiculous. There's a difference between someone using like a little bit of sunscreen and rosin to get a grip. Like you can, if, if the umpires, if they did their checks right now and they allowed for sunscreen and rosin, you could do a way where it was like, okay, clearly, that's fine. If you have a little bit, like you see someone's hands, like a tiny little bit, something on it, but like mm-hmm. you can make it to the point where your whole entire hand is black, but like, Ugh. that's what's like, you're going to see that and be like, okay, hey, you're cheating. So it's not like, it is definitely the spider tag is like in a, in a league of its own. That stuff is like, 
That stuff is ridiculously sticky. I don't even know how people throw with it. It's like the, it's like, have you seen stuff? People can like put cinder blocks mm -hmm. up with it. It's, I don't understand how that's like, <laughs> I don't even know how people throw strikes with that. That's almost like more impressive to me than like you, like, I don't know how someone can control a pitch <laughs> that well. I never understood how people use that stuff, but I don't know. People are talented, I guess. Do you think that it is MLB's goal? This isn't breaking news that, that the players and management are not seeing eye to eye on many, many issues. Yeah. For years. <laughs> yes. But do you, and it's about to hit ahead in the off season. We know that. Do you feel like this is part of MLB's plan to make the players look bad? Mm, not, no, I, I don't think it was like this, like malicious. And I think, all right, I, I, I don't even know how to like really pick a side here. Cause I, I look at both sides, like, this doesn't necessarily just make players look bad. This makes MLB look just as shitty. It depends on like who you ask, but like this isn't this isn't like painting them in the best light. I guess it is making players look kind of like the villain, but I don't think this was like a like this overall plan to do it to like somehow. And I've heard the argument of like getting pitchers against hitters right before Mm -hmm. uh negotiations but like the thing is that wouldn't even if we don't see ia on this like why would it be like yeah it's fine take all our money like why would that have anything to do with the other negotiations <laughs> like players aren't like we don't hate each other that much like that doesn't make any sense to me so that i'm like i don't know i th i mean i don't know i've thought about that a bit but i don't i think so, uh, they, they should have addressed it earlier that's the only weird so kind yeah, of can i ask you this to yeah. me you didn't live through steroids you're 27 I did. I lived yeah. through it and I never, I, here's why I always, if I had a, a, a vote for the hall of fame, why I would have voted in bonds and Clements because baseball, the entity did not give a big enough shit about sitting down at the table and saying, Hey guys, we got to do something. Yeah, they wanted to reap the rewards. Everything got shoved to the back. And I felt like it's the same issue here. Why didn't players and management sit down together and say, guys, this is getting out of control for the two. Yeah. Make sure that we're not going to get embarrassed as a sport, as players and management. Let's figure something out. Why didn't that happen, Tyler? So that's, I think both sides of this are that no matter what we can, so we had a player meeting, right? We had a union meeting before this even happened, before like it was public knowledge, but we didn't have anything on like the June 21st rule. It was before June 21st. And it was all the player reps, all the executive board, all the union. And we got on the phone and everyone was like, does anyone have a problem with sunscreen and rosin? And, and like, Hitters were speaking up. Everybody on the, on the call was speaking up. And they said, if anyone has a problem, it's open discussion, like speak up now. If anyone has a problem with sunscreen or and say something. Every single player rep who speaks for the team, everyone said, no, great. We're down to do it. And uh, I just, the union apparently addressed the MLB about it. And the MLB was like, we don't want to, I don't, it doesn't matter. I think like in their shoes, if you're in, like, if you're perceiving this from their view, they're saying the MLB was here before the player union was. We are the people who started this. We make the rules. You don't. We make the rules, you follow what we say. So we're like, okay, we all agree with sunscreen and rosin. And then they go, no, we make the rules. I don't know if that's like an ego thing or if it's like, if all of us think it's fair, why can't we just, they're like, it's very uncharacteristic to change a rule in the middle of a season. It's like, but it can be done, right? And like, but they weren't, the MLB didn't want to do sunscreen and rosin because they knew that you could mix it together enough to make it not as sticky as spider attack, but like very, very sticky, but like, you can police it better than they're doing now. You can still allow sunscreen and rosin and still do your checks. And if you see a guy using sunscreen and rosin, like a psychopath, and it's just all gross all over his arm, then do your thing. But if you got a guy out there, like very minimal or something, like hitters can use six different things, but we're out there just like struggling to get a grip. Like 
It just wasn't thought through with all the resources and the money that MLB has. Like, why wouldn't they figure this out? Bef- like it just, it was just like, this, they just threw the first idea out and said, yep, we're doing this now. It's just, there's so many gray areas. It's well, because so they panicked, weird. they panicked. Yeah. You know that there was no movement on this until that column in the athletic came out. Yeah. And once so JT I, yeah. Muto, an all-star catcher who has to deal with hitting the, and yeah. catching yeah. came out and said, this is the equivalent of steroids. That's when the wheels were started to being put in motion. Yeah. Which is like, just not true. <laughs> I think it depends. Like what most people don't understand too, is like, depending on what pitcher you are and how you spin the ball, like spin rate is not as important as everybody thinks. The funniest thing is like, we have guys on our team, like, you know, like carry and all that. Like if a guy spins the ball directly behind, like his fastball's rising, like the, mm-hmm. it, like, uh, like the Verlander, like the stuff. So a guy like that, who's spinning the ball hundred percent and like increases his spin, his carry will increase fine. But like, there's other people who, who aren't behind, like, What's a good example? A guy on our team is Colin Poche, who throws like 90 to 93 mm-hmm. and, and leads the league in carry, leads the league in this. And he spins the ball like below average. He spins the ball like 2,000, 2,100 RPMs. Like it doesn't, people think spin is this like crazy thing that like makes your pitches do like insane stuff, but it's not. Like if you have great spin, you can add, sorry. Yeah, if you have great spin, you can add like more carry to your pitches, but like Using me as an example, like I've never been a guy to be able to get behind the ball perfectly because I got a screwed up hand to where like the pitches I throw, I spin the ball the most. My actual metrics suck. They're not good. Like the ones I spin like 2,600, I get on the side of it and the ball just kind of, it wouldn't be a quote unquote like good fastball. So that's the thing people don't really like get. It's not the equivalent of steroids because like, it's just, it's, I don't know. Everyone wants everything to be black and white, but there's too many gray areas here. Like it just depends on the pitcher. It's a case-by-case basis. Like, it doesn't. I got it. I, I hear yeah. you. We do. Yeah. We want things neatly put, tucked into boxes. Yeah. And it, this one cannot be. Yeah. That's is, is the way. I, <laughs> all right. If Rob Manfred, I don't know if he listens to the Chris Rose rotation. Perhaps. Okay. If you could say one thing to Rob Manfred and the owners right now about this issue, what, what would it be? uh just don't do it right now not even like don't do it it just well we're beyond that tyler we, it's yeah we're out toothpaste would, is out right now like are, like you're saying in terms of like moving forward like how i would yeah, change in the, the moving now. forward is it something like hey really let's take players health into consideration is it something else what is the I one thing you'd like to get off your chest it'd be the players health, like everything I said in that interview. I think it's just more about like, I, I get you're trying to fix a problem, but like, it seems like you kind of just picked it out and threw it. Like you didn't really like think it through. Like I know, and that's what I said too, like, it's a hard, like they got a hard ass job. Like this has been a thing, like we said for 120 years. And now it's the responsibility because of like all the press and the public, like now it's all thrown on them and they have to come up with the rule all fast. And like, people are mad that guys are cheating and other guys think that they should have stick. And like, so it's tough for the MLB. Like, I don't, I think anyone would have a problem figuring out a solution to this. I just think like, instead of putting a rule in and then changing a bunch of stuff to try to make it happen, like maybe think it through first, have a, like a concrete, like look at every angle, like how could this go wrong? How is this a thing? Think about it, come up with a, a solution and then go forward. I'd like to see going forward, just a uniform stick on a baseball, which is extremely easy to do. I not extremely easy. I don't work in a lab, but I think like it's been done in Japan. It's been done in Korea. There's things you can do to make the balls not as powdery. They made a small rule that said you can't. So it used to be that you could rub up the baseballs in a seven day window. They mm-hmm. changed that to 48 hours. So that's a small, and they're trying to get humidors apparently into all the, all the clubhouses to where like the ball can be like 
more moist and like can actually mm-hmm. pick up the mud. So I, apparently that'll help, but like, it just seems like they made this rule of nothing. And then now they're thinking about ways to make it better when like, you're supposed to figure out a way to make it better than implement a rule. So I don't know, <laughs> I guess I'd say that. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Um, when you first got hurt, your phone rings and it was Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked? No, I mean, he's the, he's on the executive board with the union. So I'll talk to him every now and again. Especially like when negotiations in the off season, I talked to him all the time when we were trying to come back with like the COVID stuff, when we were doing all those like negotiation calls. So I'll, I mean, I talked to him like here and there. Um, but yeah, he just called and was like, what's, what's going on? We just kind of small talked about it. And we just like talked about the whole thing. I don't know. He's a pitcher. I'm a pitcher. And he kind of just like wished me luck. And obviously like, wasn't, he was like kind of sad. I got hurt and it was nice. It was cool. He reached out and we're not like the best of friends, but I respect Garrett a lot. Like I think, He's cool. He's definitely my friend. Like we don't talk back and forth a lot of time. We're like in the same division and everything. And obviously I played with him in the pirates. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. He reached out. I, I do like Garrett. I respect him a lot. must've been nice to get a call like that. Yeah, definitely. Were I there think, other yeah, ones? Especially just, I, I didn't, a couple of people reached out like JMO. Um, I talked to him a lot from the Yankees. There's a, a bunch of, yeah, a, a, a lot of different guys. And like, I, we just, I think too, it just comes up organically in conversations with like, because players talk a lot about the stuff, like trying to come up with a solution and everything like that. Um, so just like, I don't know, making small talk with people and then like, they'll bring it up and be like, oh, I like what you said, or like, sorry, you got hurt. Like people are always like very supportive. Even a lot but was of- there, Was there one that was a little surprising where you're like, oh, that's, that's cool. Like who reached out and you were like, yeah, I, I really appreciated that because he's not, we're not super tight. You can not say really. no if, if not. No, I, I don't. I actually, no, I don't think so. I think it was, okay. no, I think all of them were. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> no. You know, I thought maybe, yeah. I, I thought maybe somebody like maybe from the National League was like, uh, hey, do you know uh, Tyler Glass now? I want his numbers just so I can reach out and just say, hey. Uh, I'd seen some in. things more about like, because I don't really go on, I guess, Twitter and stuff a lot, but a lot of people would come up and be like, hey, this guy said something nice about you in like an interview. And like, I got it more that way and stuff. Got and it. then like, yeah. Um, and like Bregman reached out. That was that was the most surprising one, I think. Yeah, he was like, okay, now that, that's like, that's a good one. Don't don't yeah, don't play like that. Isn't I did, I didn't even think about it to now. But yeah, I thought I mean too. I had the same. I used to train with a guy, and oh, I still kind of do train. Like we we're still in touch. He's a he's a trainer in Chicago, Kyle Bracy, and he used to uh, train Bregman. So we were like mutual friends through them, mm-hmm. and they like know him very well. So it was just like a like a kind of like wishy luck kind of stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool, and he's a player that I respect a lot too, and I think he's really good. So it was like, oh, that's nice of you. That is nice. Yeah. So now, uh, a few days ago, they just started checking guys at the door. Yeah. What What have you heard from your Tampa Bay Rays teammates about the process? It's. I'm pretty sure like the same thing is is echoed through every clubhouse in the big leagues. Like we're just like this is so stupid. Like this is what you. This is the best thing we could come up with. Like, and the checks are like glove, hat, belt. All right. See you later. It's just like. It's so weird. It just doesn't like, and then some are more like, some are like more strict than others. And I like, and the thing is too, like, I think some umpires might be like, get off on it a little bit, but like, I don't, I think most of the umpires are like, I don't want to have to be the guy to do this. And like, this is a good example. Like Diego Castillo has never used sticky stuff in his entire life. He's a sinker ball guy. Like he doesn't, there's no need for him to use any sticky substance. He gets that drop on his pitch because he spins the ball like, 
not, you know what I mean? He spends it like under 2000. So I don't even know how hard he spends it, but like he's never used anything ever. And they would go out and like, and they were like, yep, you got something on your hat. And I was just sitting in the dugout like this is, the guy who's never used anything is getting his hat taken away right now. And he was just like, what the, and he's such a, like an agree, he's, and he's right there. He's like smiling. He's just like, this is dumb. He just goes and throws. He's, he's like low drama guy. But it was just hilarious that the guy who's never used anything in his entire career just got his hat removed. And we felt the thing on his hat and it was just like, what? It was like sweat and rosin. It was not even sticky. It was just weird. I don't know. I, I believe the oldest pitcher, not only on your staff, but in baseball, Rich Hill called it dehumanizing. Yeah, I kind of get that too. I think like it depends on your personality and like what, I mean, you can brush it off, but it is like the dude's been pitching in the big leagues forever. Like, and so now all of a sudden it's just like, now you have to do some like strip search. It's a little weird. Like it's a little, I think like guys who've been here for a long time, like kind of find it a, a bit different. They've been here since like what, Rich has pitched in the big leagues since I don't even know how early, like 2005, about four or something, mm-hmm. maybe earlier. And so like, for, I think it is a bit weird. Like it's just to go up and like, I don't know. It's just weird to leave it in the umpire's hands. Like, cause it, and, oh, and it's God. too, if you were to go like what Trevor showed, like the sticky sunscreen and rosin, like you can get that to be really sticky. And so everyone's worried that they're going to get like, that's going to be misinterpreted as like a sunscreen. And then it's up to this guy who doesn't know anything about sticky stuff to enforce the rules. That, that's the problem. Like the umpires are, are now flooded with all this responsibility. And they're like, we don't want to be the bad guys here. Like it's, it's just a weird, it's a messy situation. I'll be honest with you. I think it's just being played out for the optics and there's a reason they're doing it on the field and not in the dugout. It's so that everybody can see it and make sure that, Hey, we're checking some boxes here Definitely. because at the end of the day, I, seriously, like who's going to be a moron and try and sneak this one through TSA. I know it's, I know it's, that is very true. Like for them to do it on, on the field, it, it is very much about the optics. It's like, look at, we're part of the solution. We're helping. And it's just, yeah, it just doesn't seem very like thought through. And like I said, it's, it's tough, but like they, they could have come up with a better thing if they, well, this is the best that I played with him. Dude, this is hilarious. I, I thought this was so awesome. You just straight. <laughs> <laughs> For people that are audio only, we're showing Sergio oh, Romo. Depancing. So and he's so into Sergio's like relatively emotional to it. You can just tell he's like, this is bullshit. They're <laughs> just throwing his stuff off. That's so brilliant. I saw this and laughed for like 20 minutes and he's the perfect dude for this. I love it. I think it's true. It's like, dude, you're going to implement this dumb rule. I'm going to make a mockery out of it. Like this is stupid. I'm taking my pants off right now. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's a weird time to be a baseball player and to watch baseball. I think you'll look back on this when we're all older and be like, strange time. That was, that was, that was weird as hell. (laughs) (laughs) For the three months they decided to implement it. Like, because they're not going to do this next year. I, I, I'd assume so. They're going to figure out like a uniform substance and like maybe they'll still search guys. But like if you fix the balls, no one's going to want to cheat anyway. So there you go. If you had been Max Scherzer, who had been checked twice already and then had the opposing manager check you mid-inning, Ooh. what would your reaction have been? Probably worse than that. Like I think he handled it relatively well. Like I, that's tough. That's just not like, and I think too, for someone like, I know Joe Girardi's like old school, but like, you got to have more feel than that. No, like, you, like half of your team uses a sub more than half of your team, you know, your entire bull, like a lot of your pitchers are using something because every were, were anyway, how are you going to do this to a guy like Max Scherzer? Like your, your team was in the same boat as him. And then like, he, I, it just seems weird. Like, I don't know why he would do that. Like why, 
And then he, what would he say? He was like, you need to check his, I've never seen Max go to his head. So you got to check his head. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> it's just bad. I, don't, I really don't understand why he was doing it. Like maybe Joe was having a bad day. It just seems like, like a guy who's been in baseball for so long would have more feel than to do something like that. Do you feel worse for Max Scherzer having Alfonso Marquez put his fingers through his hair, or do you feel worse for Alfonso Marquez, the umpire, having to do a lice check on somebody? I feel bad for both of them. They both just got thrown into this like position that neither of them wanted to be in. And like it's just that's I don't know. Even yesterday when Diego, when they went and took Diego's hat yesterday, I was at like my initial reaction, I just threw my arms up and I was like, what the fuck? And then like the umpire looked at me and was like, I and I was like, oh, I felt kind of bad. I was like, all right, you're right. Like you're just doing your job. Like it was just, I don't know, man. It's just, it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of thought that went into it. And you'd think like with the resources and the money and everything, like you had a lot of time to think about it. And that's what brings you back to what you're saying. If like this is intentional to split people up, like part of me thinks there has to be some truth into that a little bit, just because like Trevor Bauer has been making a thing of this for like years. People have been talking about this and then all of a sudden they try to do it. Like maybe it was that article. I just, it just, I don't know. I clearly don't even know how to like wrap my head around it. It's just so many things could have gone smoother. Do you know that there are umpires that are waiting for the day that you get off of the 60 day so that they can rub their fingers through your hair? <laughs> should, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? You should, Maybe that's you should charge. You should charge umpires. See if you can <laughs> yeah, up the exactly. ante because there's four of them out there on the field. See if you can get somebody to, <laughs> to pay the most money to be the guy that yeah. checks you. Yeah, for real. That'd be cool. That's the thing though. How would you even, that's like the hardest thing. Like, how do you know what is a thing or not? Like say like I'm sweaty, clearly pitching like, and then you got like all this sweat and I sweat a bunch. I got a problem. And then I go to the rosin bag and then I go to places and I'm like, really, most pitchers are like ticky. Like I'm a big, like I throw, I go here. I know I you do here, your hat thing. Here. It bothers me all the time. You do this thing every, every time. Pitch. I'm like, I've done it since I was it. little. It's, it's like my head, my hat comes up a little bit and I have to like, bam, 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 bam. It's just like a routine. You get in like a rhythm so you can turn your brain off. And I have sweat in all these different places and I'll take the rosin bag and then, and then like, I'll go here with it. And then like, I'll get sticky here and then I'll have sticky stuff here. And then I'll have sticky stuff over here. And I'm like, I'm worried someone's going to touch it and be like, that's, and I'm going to be like, no, like, that's why they need to like, if they really wanted to do this and actually cared, they have the technology and the capability to just take the ball or do something like a swab, run that. And if they find something on it, they suspend you later. But to make this whole show out of it, like it's not that hard to actually find out if a guy is like using a substance behind the scenes, but it's true. It's just like, it's for the optics. It's just, a, it's so they're navigating it really weirdly. But what if that came from a what what if that came from pine tar off of a bat? Yeah. I mean, it's I not gonna hold up in a court of law, dude. Then, then we're getting true. into literally some But you know what stuff. else won't hold up in a court of law? Some umpire touching me and saying it's sticky. Like how that is gonna hold up way less than that's gonna like how is that gonna like it doesn't make I guess too, like what happens if a guy gets thrown out of a game because an umpire doesn't like him? Whatever. I don't think umpires are that petty. But right. like if if an umpire doesn't like a guy, feels some sticky thing on his hat or on his, on his arm, cause it's rosin. And then he says he's, and then you appeal it. How does that process go? You appeal it and go, no, I wasn't using any sticky stuff. And then the appeals guy just goes, I don't believe you 10 games. Like how does the, I don't understand. Like no one has thought any of this through. How do you fix that? Like, and then that's the thing that's like the most messed up thing about it. Someone goes out and pitches has nothing on except for rosin and, and sweat, which we've now established is sticky and leaves stick on you. You get caught for that. Like, 
now everyone assumes you're a cheater. Now the guy who like, like a Diego yesterday, who's never cheated his entire, never put anything on ever now gets his hat replaced in the middle of a game. And guys are like, Oh, now, okay. Diego, like out there using a substance. And I know firsthand that he's never even like tried to ever, like now you got, you're painting guys to be cheaters who aren't. And certain guys take that stuff a lot worse than other guys. Like you got a, a lot of people watching you and like, you're in the public eye, like people's opinions bothers people. So like, if someone is just like falsely accused of cheating and now the whole entire world's talking shit to him on Twitter because he's cheating and he's like, I'm not. And now he can't do anything about it. Like that's mm -hmm. where the gray, I don't get that. That's where I'm like confused a bit. It's amazing because in no sport do they care more about morals. I'm going to throw the, the old rabbit ears <laughs> than in baseball. When a guy gets busted for PEDs in this sport, it is forever. They are wearing a scarlet letter. They're going to wear that for the rest yeah. of their lives. Yeah. If it happens in the NFL, in which I work as well, yeah. people are asking, well, how many games is he going to miss? Is he going to be back for week five? Because he's on yeah. my fantasy team. Like, they don't give a shit about it in other sports. But in baseball, exactly. it's, I can't believe he did that. I know. I wonder, too, if it's because in football, like, there's just grown men running their faces into each other. They're just like, it's okay. Like, you got, you got to, I don't know. Maybe that would even make it worse to get even bigger and then run 50 more pounds into somebody. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I guess that's a really good, yeah, I haven't even thought about that before, too. Like, other sports, it just seems like. But even in baseball, though, it's like this big moral thing. And, like, I know, but, like, you're still allowed to cheat three times and then keep playing. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's like, oh, okay, 80 games. <laughs> You shouldn't do that again. It's like, well, okay, now it's 150 games. You really shouldn't do that again. And then the thing, like, so it, it's just this weird, like, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of like acting like you care, but like, do you really care? Like mm -hmm. it is just, it's in the optics. It's, it's, I don't know. But still too, you put yourself in their shoes. Like if you're the commissioner of baseball, you probably got to care about the optics too, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so it's, it's oh, yeah. like, I don't ever, I can't really like, I know like, a lot of people will like villainize Manfred and I've never really talked to him, but I'm like, I kind of look at it. Like, I don't agree with everything he does, but I also look at like how hard that job must be. I don't think he's navigated it very like eloquently, but like, I like, that's a tough ass job. And especially now to start on the track he started in with the whole cheating scandal, like any other commissioner had to handle it like that because the, like you can't punish a team because the, in the union then like, you can't really punish a player because it, it, it's not allowed to happen. Like the union steps in and like, there's a whole thing. I don't know why, but like you, you can't really punish individual players. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. He kind of started down and like all the stuff is just making it worse and worse. We're going to get this right at some point. Yeah. I swear to God we are. Um, so a few other things we are taping right now, just a couple hours from first pitch. Why are you not there? I'm rehabbing, but also I just have to, I wake up in the morning, I had rehab at 9.30. I left at like 12 and I had lunch with my cousins and my aunt and uncle. And then I came home, did the podcast. And before the game starts, I just got to get there before the game starts. Oh, you're going, so you're going back to the game. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. My apologies. I, I see. I yeah, thought you were like, you were shunned. I thought you weren't allowed to go back. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I can go back. Okay, good. Generally on the, on the rehab list too, like you, you don't, have to either i just have too much time and obviously too i like want to be there i don't want to just like sit at home so it's nice you guys and like because i've always heard that when you're hurt like guys start looking at you weird or are you guys such a different team where they are accepting and you, it's like you're not even hurt i that's no, not a thing here at all like at okay all. if anything like maybe it's so like wait am i am i off face no i i, 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 I remember what was the thing that happened a while ago where like 
I don't know, it was like Alex Rodriguez or something was commenting on like you Darvish or like he was hurt or something. And then he was like, yeah, like guys look at that weirdly. And I remember looking at it and just being like, what? Like, I, I don't even understand that. Like I, maybe it is certain places. I think like with the old school clubs and like that whole like huh? weird, like hierarchy mentality, possibly maybe people look at it weird, but like, I think you're still, you got hurt playing the game to help the team. Like, and you want to sit there and still watch and support your team. If there is anything that I could see a problem with, it would be like, if everyone who was hurt was in the dugout, there wouldn't be a lot of like room to maneuver, but like nobody has a, a beef with people going back and like hanging out while they're hurt. So you were there when Wander Franco made his debut. Mm -hmm. How exciting was it? It was awesome. He's an awesome dude too. Like he's a, He's a really like cool human being. Brings a lot of really good energy, and he's clearly very good at baseball. Like, carries himself like a like a veteran too. Like the pressure's never gotten to him. There was an interview he had done, and they said like, "What's the pressure like? Like if you being this guy and like having to come up and succeed? He's like, my whole life has been pressure. Like this isn't anything new to me." And I thought that was like a a really good like genuine comment. But he's just he's a polished big leaguer, and he's twenty. It's nuts. Like he's a very good baseball player. It's it's super exciting to see like all the, like Taylor Walls is up with us now and like Wander or Bruhan is in the minor leagues with us. Uh, Josh Lowe, like the Rays are going to be really good for a really long time. And I'd love to stay here. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here, but it'd be, it'd be great. But this, the team is crazy. It's going to be really exciting for the next couple of years. Do you think about that a lot or do you not let it creep into your mind? And what, what I'm talking about is we all know that the Rays, they do develop stars. It's just, they end up being stars elsewhere usually. Mm -hmm. So do you think I, about that at all or no? I'm a big, like, I just, I think I like, for some reasons, I just like look at both sides of things. So like, of course there's a negative, but there's also a positive. Like I, I want to stay with the Rays, but like, I don't stress about it. Cause then I get, I go somewhere else and I meet 25 new teammates and like learn, like, you know what I mean? You get this like hmm. whole new experience. Like, and I'm, I, you only get to play baseball in this like finite window to where like, I, part of me is like be cool to go and like meet a bunch of other people and like because the connections I've made from the pirates to here I'm like I can go meet more people in another organization and like meet they like people that you never really like forget so part of me like I find the positive and like if I do get traded there'll be a whole bucket of like cool things I can do but if I don't get traded I'll have a whole cool bucket of things so either way it's like a win-win I guess the way I look at it like I still get to play baseball and then I get to do a bunch of cool shit. So like, what am I supposed to be all sad about? Like, it's fine. That's very healthy. It really is. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I have unhealthy thoughts too. Believe me. It's <laughs> Anything you want to share today? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> you okay. I got a mid sip, everybody. That's why he sounds like, don't, don't adjust the volume if it's audio only. I got, yeah. I got a mid sip. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Thanks. I'm allowed one of those a month. I'll see you next month. Um, nice. uh, let's spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Thinking of fun things. Nice. Here we go. Tripping. Oh, this is going to be great for you. All right. You love to travel. Yeah. Where do you want your next vacation to be, bro? Already got, I'm going to Costa Rica at the end of the season. Ah. Oh. With Ted know. and, and Mrs. Ted? Mm-mm. Going alone. I like traveling alone a lot more. I love traveling with people, don't get me wrong. I love traveling with my brother, but like most of my trips I'll do like alone. Like the Europe trip with Ted, I just went alone and he met me in Copenhagen. And then because of baseball, knowing a bunch of people, when I went to the Czech Republic, I knew a guy that I played with in the GCL, hung out with him for a little bit. And like in Amsterdam, I knew a kid from high school who was randomly there. Shout out Garrett Gooden. 
and I just like randomly like from baseball, like people are all around the world to where like I'll go to these places and be like, oh yeah, this guy lives here. I wonder what he's doing. Like, so it's easy. And then like I also just enjoy being alone a lot. So you can because like when you travel with people, there's everyone has like something they want to do and like their own itinerary, and everyone's all like doesn't want to offend the other person. What do you want to do? Okay, I'll do that. And like when you're alone, it's just like I'm gonna go do what I want to do, and it's just it's fun. And then Costa Rica too, you just can go like surf and then like fish and hang out and i'm sure it'll be the end of season so i'll like have a couple beverages and it'll be fun so when you travel by yourself because i've never done it um do you just end up like meeting people there and just working your way in and having dinner with them or, or do you not mind eating meals by yourself and doing stuff like that meals by myself i think it's a balance like it's certain days i go and I, I just am on my own program i'll just go and like around I'll, I'll usually get a bike and just like travel around the city and so like i'm mixing like the endorphin workout with like looking at stuff and then like uh i'll go like when i was in europe i'd stay in like hostels and like you just meet people and, and like you meet people through there and then like you just i don't know go hang out with those people. And then you go to the next city and then do the same thing. And then just like randomly meet people. Um, you want to know what's actually really good. I haven't had this in years because it would just be weird if I did now. But like in when I went to Europe, I got a Tinder. The best way to meet people. Because like you don't know anyone there. So you just go and it shows your immediate like thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And you just like meet people and like meet their friends. So like not even like for dating necessarily. You just meet, it's like meet people. Stop it's the now. best thing ever. It's amazing. It's so, it's perfect for traveling alone. If you get like a Bumble or a Tinder and like, it's great. And I haven't obviously like had one. It'd be weird if I had a Bumble or a Tinder like in Tampa, but like, it's great when you travel. <laughs> it's such a good way to meet people. <laughs> It'd be all straight. <laughs> but you know what? If you do go overseas and all of a sudden you're swiping and you're like, hey now, yeah, sure. I mean, there's, yeah, like that wasn't like, I wasn't avoiding that. Like if there was like a cute girl or something, for sure. Like you would go and like match with whatever, a cute girl, and then you'd meet her and like, and then like her friends or like go whatever, like you just like, they live there. So you get to kind of see how they live their life, I guess. And so it's just like a good way to, to, yeah. I'm not putting any pressure on you, but if we Tinder it up in Costa Rica, <laughs> you might end up meeting Mrs. Glass now. It could happen. Yes. I'm just saying. Maybe. I probably wouldn't Tinder in Costa Rica. I probably would just like, cause that's more of like a, not like it's smaller, but it's just like, you just go, I don't know. It's just like easier to like, I'll stay at like a place in Tamarindo, like a beach or something. And you just kind of hop around and like, there's so many people, like young people there. I feel like it's easier to like, I just think like in Europe, certain places are so big. It's not like Costa Rica, more people are like hanging out and right in Europe, they're like working and doing things. So it's like, yeah. When you're on your own, and people are like, hey, so inevitably they're going to say, well, so what do you do for a living? And you're like, I've, I've had a lot of different answers to that question. Oh, really? You don't go? Oh, yeah. No, don't... I don't do that. It depends like who I, it depends. I'll say baseball sometimes if I know like, but a, a lot of times like if I don't know, you know, how you're just not in the mood to like sometimes just be like, I, I, my big thing is construction. And they go, yeah, construction. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Big construction guy. Yeah. Huge construction in the minor leagues. We would always go out with like a group of people would be like Dominicans, Latins, like guys from all over. And they'd be like, what are you guys in town for? And we'd be like family reunion, really, really like <laughs> nice mother to adopt all of us. And people would believe it all the time. Like that's like a minor league thing. The stories that you can get from like the lies you tell people what you do. It's great. That is amazing. Construction. Yeah. yeah. And they're like really construction. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good at moving stuff. Like, I put things right. on, the, on the high stuff. <laughs> can I see your tool belt? Sure. <laughs> yeah there you go there's a bunch of good ones 
All right. Uh, you were very proud of your homework. Um, let's see. Let's remind everybody you had family in town because a quick two-game series was bookended by a couple of days off. So you had a lot of family. Mm -hmm. And so we've got mm -hmm. some video and some photos here. Nice, what do we got nice. going? Uh, my brother's wife, Carly. Uh, my brother with the long hair, clearly. Right. Me in the middle. And then uh, we had Brasso's uh, good friends. Oh, it was right, the good friends, friends from New awesome. York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveled. And Brasso was funny. We went inside the clubhouse and I was like, we have to go out and take a picture. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not. I just got done in the game. I'm not going to go out and take a picture. I was like, I wouldn't either. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. And then here's Ted with, with, the, with uh, the DJ Kitty. <laughs> DJ Kitty. That's amazing. Look how cute. You guys just oh. look great out. Yeah. Donna Glass now loves these photos. She's a big of fan. Of course she does. You can't you even think, The only reason I did my homework is Carly helped me out a lot. Carly was like, I'll make sure to get the photo. So she really, she really helped us out here. Will you please tell Carly thank you very much? I will. I will. Yeah. She loves you, by the way. Also, too, in the offseason, because uh, you're in L.A. and then I go to Santa Barbara a lot. We're going to have to meet up and get some dinner. That's all We're she talks about. Hey, my wife and I are coming out to Santa Barbara. We've already booked. Yeah, it. exactly. I mean, yeah. Who needs an excuse to come to Santa Barbara? Nobody. Absolutely. That tell Carly that is very sweet of her. She's the one. There's only I one person her. in the world who likes me. My wife is, <laughs> is so over it. I mean, it's been almost 25 years. You know how that goes. Who it's knows? Maybe the Santa Barbara trip will turn it all around. I love it. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to even give you a homework assignment. I know you've got a ton of time. Why don't you find? Why don't we do this as a homework assignment? I'm going to speak on behalf of Mrs. Rose here. Find something over the next two and a half to three weeks, since mm -hmm. you're going to have a ton of time, right? You're going to have a yeah. ton of downtime. Find yeah. something that you have, that you've always been interested in that you haven't started yet. Could be learn a language. Uh, it could be start a new book. You could give us a quick yeah. book report. Okay. Do you read? Do you read? Yeah, here. And then I'm a big audiobook guy because like, I do it on the way to like, I'm better at focusing if I'm like on a road, you know? It's like, it's hard for me to like sit there and like read it, but I will if the book is like very stimulating. If it's something I'm into, I can just power through it. But like, but, I'm a big audiobook guy. Yeah, but okay, but I haven't even looked at the Ray's schedule here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But if you guys are hitting the road soon, so what are you mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? You're not gonna travel. <sighs> it's tough. That's the hardest part of being being hurt. Um, I'll go to the field. I'll rehab. I'll try and like find things to like not go. Like I'll try to like like do something to where I get home around like four or five to try and be like a normal person. And I learned how to go to bed at like a better hour. I go to bed at like 12 now as opposed to two o'clock. <laughs> so that's, that's good. I feel like a normal person though. When, when you're hurt, you, it's like Monday through it has like meaning now, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday has like a real feel. And then like the weekend is Saturday, Sunday. And that's not how it is in season. So like, but yeah, I don't know. I got to find things to consume my time. Guess what? I got it. Hmm. Hold on. <laughs> Siri, how far is Tampa Bay from Bradenton, Florida? 40 minutes. Is that it? Yeah. You knew that? Yeah. Bradenton is where the Pirates had spring training. Not only that, you know who's there? Who? Stephen Brault. Oh, yeah. He is there. He's hurt, too. He has been there all season long, and, you know, he's – Obviously, part of our family here at the Chris yeah. Rose Rotation. I love me some Stephen Brawl, too. Who Big doesn't love Steven. some Stephen Brawl? So, good guy. Last week, last time uh, he was on the episode, I said, You know, you have done such a stellar job. You're not going to have any homework. And he goes, Great. For extra credit, 
can you give me something because I don't do anything? Yeah, that's tough. So why don't you guys for a homework assignment meet up for a meal? It's a good idea, actually. I'm going to text him. I'm going to do it. It's a good idea. Before I forget, I'm just going to do it right now. Okay. This is yeah. good. You can get your homework done and see an old friend. I like that. Okay. I'm in for that. There we go. And I'll take up my time too. a little 40 minute drive back and forth. I can definitely get home by five then. Okay. By the way, what sort of car do we drive these days? I leased a BMW X6 because I want to get a Tesla really bad when I get a house, but I didn't want to buy a car because that's just not a very good investment. But I did need like a, I had an old, old Audi since like 2011 that I just got rid of. An old, old Audi. What are you, Jeff Van Gundy driving a 10 year old car? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a car guy. It's not really how I like, I don't know. I've never really been into it, but it's but like, huh. how are you going to get into it? I own a Tesla. You are not getting into a Tesla. Like, an, like a bigger one, a model X, right? Those are big. Yeah. Okay. I get one of those, those space trucks too. I'd that's what that. they look like a weird egg kind of deal. All right. It. I love all the weird stuff. So I yeah. want that car. I, I got a Tesla like six months after they came out. I've had the same one since then. Which would you get that? Which one? I have the S. I have the original series. You like yeah. it, huh? I'm going to run that shit into the ground, bro. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. You know what my uncle says, though? He's like, you can't get a Tesla. I go, why, uncle? And he goes, because when the government shuts off your power, you can't get anywhere. I was like, I don't really think in those in that way, but it's a good idea. He just, you can stop the pile. Let me guess, is this your dad's brother? He's my dad's brother. He's, the yeah, man. He's awesome. It. Yeah, it's just, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're both just like, you know, the government's going to screw us over and we're going to have to get our gas. And I was like, that's a good, honestly, like you thinking of that's probably smart because I'm not thinking of that. Like I'm right. more about like fuel efficiency and like, like trying to like a comfortable Saving ride. the earth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> Listen, dude, it was great catching up with you. I'm sure our listeners and our viewers are going to be so happy to see you smiling and feeling good and uh, just continue to get healthy. And we appreciate Thanks, your honesty is uh, it's really refreshing to hear. And I know this has not been an easy 10 days or whatever it's been for you. Um, but thank you. Yeah, dude, appreciate no problem. Anytime. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, it'll be good. And I can't wait to see pictures of, or video of you and Brault dining together at some, you know, yeah. swanky Bradenton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, some cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some fine dining spot in Bradenton. We'll figure it out. It'll be that fun. guy. He needs a friend. I've been sending him all over the place and he, yeah. he is just hating me Dude, on his own work. That rehab life, especially when it gets past like a month or two, it's, and it's funny, like when you say it, like, I'm sure people are just like, yeah, all the time you have off, you're really, you're really concerned with that. But like after a while it starts like, cause you can't really yes. like commit to anything long-term cause you're like, well, I'm going to get head better. And then I got to go on my trip again or whatever, like a playing season. So it's like, I don't know. You got to find things that can like take your time up, but not too much of it, I, I guess. I hear you. All right, brother, stay well. And I uh, look forward to seeing you a few weeks from now and tell your family. Hello. Okay. I will appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody tuning in to the Chris Rose rotation, a production of John boy media, special shout out to our guys, Robbie Scirocco and Alden stone, who always do a great job putting the show together. We'll see you next mm -hmm. time. See you guys.